So tonight we're going to be talking about determination versus free will, or determinism versus free will. Um, and the I, I guess the first half of it is going to be Dave and I uh, picking sides and arguing that side. And the other half, we'll kind of see what happens from there. So Yeah, like, I, I don't see this argument taking up the both halves like it's not yeah. an argument that can really go that long yeah um, so i guess i'm i'm on the free will side of this debate do you want to explain the two concepts or do you think people are just going to know i think we should clarify them i think we could clarify them yeah so um i'm going to be arguing determinism i will let you argue or explain free will date free will all right explain determinism just so i have your understanding of it so determinism is basically everything has a cause and therefore only one outcome could ever happen therefore so if say for example I went to a restaurant and ordered something off the menu. I was always going to order that, no matter what. Uh, if I reverse time and all things being the same and I don't keep the knowledge that I know, I will always make the same decision. That's right. it in That's... a nutshell. Yeah. That... Okay, so free will, I'm pretty sure the concept it doesn't need much explanation and contrast to that free will is you choose what to do it's not predetermined you're making your choices and you're not being pushed into them uh, my understanding of determinism was close to yours but mine instead of using the term causes it said everything is the effect of natural law laws forces and systems um, that push us along and determine our decisions without us realizing it yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are what I would Basically say the same are causes. Thing, yeah. Those are causes, yeah. yeah. That's why I said instead of causes, I just use uh, natural forces, laws, systems. Uh, mm -hmm. So we got the two positions laid out. Um, well, let me hear your case. I feel like I'm, I'm choosing, Pat. I chose to say what I just said right now. Are you saying a system told me what to say without me knowing it? Because I can, uh, what if I say blue, blah, 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 how the system tell me to say that? Um, yes. In, in a way, predict, unpredictability is predictable. Um, when I was in my class for my, my ethics class, um, one of the things that I thought up was, um, he gave the example of someone who goes out to a party and always is like, no one knows what he's going to do. But I made the argument that he is predictably unpredictable. You're never going to know what he's going to do, and you can always count on that. So that is a determined effect. But how can the system be relying on a random effect like that, that it doesn't know what it's going to do? How can the other pieces have, because each piece is influencing each piece, undoubtedly, right? 
Yeah. So you have this random piece throwing out random inter interactions that ripple out. Um, how can the system still work when those random effects are also going to carry random effects? Because not every action has the same value in it terms of what it does. Um, whether or not I eat fish or eat chicken at like a restaurant or something is not going to change the rest of the world very much at least initially like there is the butterfly effect but that's <clears throat> taking it on a scale that's a little bit longer than what I'm normally thinking about yeah but we'll we'll call him random john that always goes to the party and his gimmick is he's random yeah. There's more than one random John out there, right? And yeah. Like, it, and if his if his behavior is predictably unpredictable, and his whole gimmick is that he's unpredictable, the system can't both be not predicting what he'll do and predicting it at the same time. Um, and then also, like I said, his effects are going to have random effects. And what if he just randomly lucks into one that's meaningful and causes a chain reaction? Like, how's the system supposed to account for that? Like, how can I just it, it doesn't seem to me that that system could exist. Um, the way that I look at it is each individual piece kind of gets rolled into a much larger group. So let's say random John goes to this party and starts doing some random stuff. The overall group of the party, unless he's a major player in it, is still not going to be much of an affected by him being random. It's just going to be, oh, party stuff. Right on. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is because Random John doesn't exist as part of an as an individual, he exists as a group, and the group has learned to account for his randomness. It's not as effective as it would be if it were randomness in a position that's not supposed to be random. Am I hearing you right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. Um What if someone were able to know what the system is predetermining and intentionally made choices that the system wasn't predetermining? How would the system account for that? The, that would not be possible. Um, Why not? This... Let's look at the law, laws of physics, because these are actually one of the best ways of uh, really explaining determinism. If I drop a cup, it's always going to drop at 9.8 meters per second. Always. It will never change. <clears throat> at least on Earth. Um, the rules and laws that govern that 
we know that system and we're aware of it, but we can do nothing about it, like changing it. We can't change it. The So that's how I would see the determinist system. Okay. But, you would okay. be able to observe it, but you wouldn't be able to change it. I, you're talking... I get that that's your subjective envisioning of it. I'm just trying to figure out... Because I, like I said, man, you're the one that's making an assertion that I'm not choosing what to do. To me, I very, and you can ask anyone, they'll tell you they make choices every fucking day. Are you telling us we're not choosing, Pat? So I want to figure out exactly how this system you claim works. So what constructs it? What forces are pushing me? Um, the people around you, uh, the group around you um your concept of groupthink uh is allowed it would only work if determinism were true um so wait when you say my concept of group thing you mean conformist or diversified diver or conformist okay um and so it may seem like you're making a decision, but it's in the ignorance of the deciding processes in your brain um, that that illusion comes to light. Um, so I have read a study a while back about decision making uh, where they hooked some people up to an MRI and had them choose which between a left or right button press and they were, were actually pre-queuing the information before they were consciously aware of their press yeah yeah the study you're talking about yeah that's the exact study I was talking about I, I know the one yeah um so there are a lot of things that will determine really how you react to something. So for example, I like orange citrusy drinks. The reason why I like orange citrusy drinks is because in the past I have always chosen orange citrusy drinks so i am more likely to choose that the next time i go to the store and get something to drink okay but just right there you did something that you told me should be impossible you're saying the system predetermines you to like orange citrusy drinks how can it predetermine you to have a like preclusion to to buying orange citrusy drinks and then if you choose not to buy one just to buck the system, how can it be predicting both? Do you know quantum mechanics? It's not the, like... Uh, yes, I know quantum mechanics enough to know. Okay, what are you saying my brain has a quantum superposition? Well, those superpositions aren't deterministic. They're probabilistic. So... Yeah. Um... 
Or are you saying the deterministic system works in a probabilistic manner? It, it works in a probabilistic manner. Um, the the probability that something will happen is okay. determined by the causes prior to it. So I'm I understand what you're saying. Um, or are you just trying to get it recorded? Uh, I'm trying to get it recorded. All right. Um, so. All right. I, I, I think I might be able to help you out. Yeah. What you're saying is the system is probabilistic, which means it functions on probabilities, which means when I said, if I go into the store, how could it be determining both outcomes? Basically, 75% chance I pick the citrus drink. 20% chance I pick the Dr. Pepper. 5% chance I pick Coke. And then 0% chance I pick Pepsi. Right. And so basically it's a randomized, uh, a number generator uh, is, I guess, a way of putting it where that is the set of outcomes that can happen from this problem. So there's not really much choice, but it gets collapsed down into what gets rolled at that time. And that it, that roll never gets changed because um, I'd have to explain seeding in uh computer theory to kind of explain my concept so when something is randomized in a video game it's not actually random the numbers are determined at the very beginning so the answers to that random property will always play out in that manner with that seed i i know who how r and jesus works like there used to be ways you could game it in a in a couple different systems um trying to think of examples that come to mind like an example of how you'd game r and jesus the way you're just saying say if i had an intelligent stat that was exactly 117 it would make me do damage like i had 317 instead of 117 but if i had 118 or 116 it would just be regular like i had to be exactly on 117 to have that number be the one getting put in at the very beginning right um and it then it would create just really broken outputs because of how their rng was coded yeah i mean it's probably good for the listener to, to, to tell them how RNG Jesus works, but I've been gaming long enough. Um, I pray to the random God. Yeah. It, so like what th things that seem random really aren't are, it's really just our brains processing them in a way that makes them look random. We're not, advanced enough intellectually to be able to, to pick out the patterns. So what's the point of even thinking through my decisions then? If the deterministic system is just going to tell me what to do, why don't I just react on instinct no matter what? 
because thinking through, you're go- always going to react out of instinct anyway? Not necessarily. I've gone against my first instincts before. As a matter of fact, I very regularly have to because my first instincts are sociopathic. That's an interesting point. Um, let's get to that later on in the episode. So I want to I want to hear your arguments for free will now. Well, I've been making them as I go along, just trying to clear up your deterministic right. system. Um, actually, what I mean, there, we can go into this more um, in the future, but we're st- I'm still working on this point of if. Okay, I'm not saying there isn't a system that does, like, there's forces of the universe that have an effect in moving me through my life. Like, I, I don't exist in a vacuum. I have to respond to different needs, demands, wants, etc. To, to be happy, right? Right. Um, and so, I get what you're saying. There are forces, social forces forces of survival just raw nature pushing me through life but if i were able to really analyze all the forces that are pushing me and then also analyze the algorithm in my my mind which you're able to do it's how i it's how they treat my aspd it's called cognitive behavioral therapy i'm sure you've heard of it yes um Cognitive behavioral therapy is all about analyzing that unconscious algorithm that's producing your decisions and editing it to produce outputs that you want. So if I were able to account for all the factors that are externally pushing on me, analyze how they interact with that subconscious, with those subconscious outputs, couldn't I game the algorithm to produce outputs that I want that don't don't that aren't accounted for by the system like how can this system have uh, an outcome that i can't break um when it doesn't have an intelligence or any goal that it's building towards like it, it i'm just trying to it adjusts for the changes the the so hmm but if I'm forcing it to adjust, that means it didn't determine what I have to do. Like, that means I told it what to do, not the other way around. Yeah. I suppose I see your point. However, we're... we're you're looking always at the future, Right. So it's determined what you're going to do um, before it's all it's already happened. But that's not the case. It doesn't predict. It just that's the outcome. It doesn't predict the outcome. It just gives the output. And that's what the response is. So, OK, you say something. My response is always going to be that even if i think it through it's always going to be that i have no choice in the matter all right just to prove you wrong i just had a line that popped into my head and i didn't say it 
So yeah, but you, you said were, I was always going to say that thing, but I didn't say that thing. The I just did it again. See, but the conditioned response right here is that in this conversation prior to this, you're trying to argue free will. So any... In order to prove my point, I do the thing that proves my point, which is right. determined by the system. Right. Yeah. I'm going to tell everyone a secret. Are you ready for the break, Pat? I think we've, we've tired yeah. this out enough. Yeah. I'm going to tell everyone a secret. From the very start, uh, I've believed determinism is objective fact, but I do I have some thoughts on it. It's not qu quite as clear of a dichotomy as people like to frame it. Yeah. We actually are we we're making choice, choices within a deterministic system by deciding between the different probabilities he brought up pretty much. Yeah. But I'll we will explain it more in the second half. Um so I think we set the frame for compatibilism pretty pretty yeah. solidly. Yeah. Yeah, we did. All right. All right, I'll take it. And for tonight's music spotlight, we have the Silver Sun pickups with Surrounded.
with Silver Sun Pickups with Surrounded. Go. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I know it's your show and all. Um, I actually have a lot of thoughts on this. And I, uh, from before we even started this debate... I didn't want, like, I was kind of dreading it because I didn't want to argue free will because, in my opinion, determinism is objective fact and is completely undeniable. Yeah. Um, so, since we're arguing compatibilism, though, I do, or when we're not arguing it, we're just going to be discussing it. I want to make my case for compatibilism that I've kind of had built up. Um from having this discussion with a, a a lot of different people and seeing it go down a lot and thinking about it. <clears throat> so yeah. basically, is it cool if I... Yeah, well... Well, go, go ahead. It's your show. Sorry. Um, really, I guess the whole point of this was to really present the third option as compatibilism. Um, and... I think that was really the intended goal in the first place anyway, at least for me. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that was your intended goal, but I knew eventually my argument was going to end in compatibilism to try and be my out for trying to win from the free will position. That was going to work out. That was where I was going to try and push it. Um, cause that's pretty much the only case you can make for free will. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um I I forget what I was going to say. It's it's your show. 
So compatibilism is accepting that it, that there are determined outcomes, but there is an element of play in what you can do. So in psychology, a lot of psychologists accept determinism and compatibilism without really realizing it, given, like you brought up before... Um, CBT? Uh, yes, yeah, CBT. Uh, so my opinion is there aren't... For an individual response, you don't really have much free will to deter change an individual response, but a you have the ability to recondition yourself and to edit the system to produce yeah. outputs that you like more. Yeah, that was yep. my point. Yep. So compatibilism is saying that determinism and free will are not mutually Strictly, exclusive. Yeah, they're not mutually, they're not a true dichotomy. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. There's different ways you can interpret, like, going about compatibilism. Um, yeah. So it's not that there's one, two, three options. There's one option, two option, and then a myriad of blends of the two. That's really what compatibilism is. It's like most things, it's a spectrum. Um, you're never really going to find anything that's completely to an extreme of one point of view. Uh, everyone in some way can determine com or believes in compatibilism. Whether they know it or not. Yep. Yeah. Like, they'll say they're determinist, but then they'll also concede certain elements that you're choosing. Uh, basically, the way I see it, compatibilism is, it's, you're still accepting that the system is overall deterministic, but you're learning to view yourself as part of the system that determines the outcomes. Yes. I, I would agree with that, yeah. Um. And also, a point you wanted to make, uh, you said determinism isn't predeterminism. To an extent, I want to disagree with that point. I would argue that if the system's truly deterministic, if I had the power and knowledge of a fucking deity, just I'm all-powerful, all-knowing, um, and I exist outside the universe, if I could be there when the universe was created and get all the original input information that started the system, and then I tracked every variable as it went through the system, I would see that at the end, I could have predicted the end from the very beginning. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, to some extent, I'd say that would be true um, on a cosmological scale. Uh, but not from our perspective. Yeah. It really, free will is the illusion based on our perception of reality. 
it's an illusion created by our mind. Uh, it's a su subjective perception created by our very small, limited point of view. Like it's, everything you see is relative to your point of view, as the great Albert Einstein said. And because our points of view are so small and so limited, and we're lacking so much information about all the inputs to the system, we it appears to be chaos to us because we don't because of all the information we're making we're missing but if we had all that missing information it would actually appear quite ordered and yep yeah but okay so but did, did you get my argument about if i could be there at the moment of creation when big bang happened and had access to all the very original input information i could take that input information and predict the outcome 100 percent of the time yeah, I mean, that's what math is based around, is that, that I guess, process. So, really, it is all predetermined. We just don't know it. Even if there's no God, it was just predetermined that the random factors that you've said, it, that the deterministic system was always going to pop out that output at that exact moment. Um, it it was predetermined from the start and we're just whatever the input conditions were that created it all we're just playing it out to the end that it, it's already going to head to the same end no matter what we do yeah um i guess there is a bit of predetermination in that but i don't i don't personally believe because we have such small minds and such a small perspective that anything that we even think that we have that is a determined outcome we just simply do not have all the information and therefore cannot say it is fully predetermined we just don't know what everything that's going into it it's predetermined we just don't have access to the outcome right um, that actually sets me up for the, my main point. Whenever I make this argument, I always relate during the break. I brought up chaos theory to you. Mm -hmm. Here's, I'm going to explain that now. So chaos theory is, um, a mathematical theory. They, it applies to a lot of different fields, but the, the basic principle of it is even in a deterministic system, if that deterministic system is influenced by a large number of variables and very sensitive to small differences in each of those variables unless you're able to make 100 percent accurate measurements of every single variable eventually the system will devolve to a point that it appears to be chaos even though it's deterministic because you don't have enough information about the inputs Basically, the argument you just made was chaos theory. I just wanted to solidify that that's what you were talking about. Because we lack the information on inputs, that's what makes it chaos. It's only a lack of information makes chaos. Yeah. Okay. So my way of approaching compatibilism 
because I know the system is deterministic and because I know I'm able to, even if I'm only having a very small effect on the system by changing my perspective and altering, um, like doing CBT to change my subconscious outputs, I'm still having an effect. And so now that I'm aware that the system is deterministic, now that I'm aware that I have an effect on it and me and the system are actually, I'm part of the system and it's part of me really. Once I'm aware of that, I can I can look at it as if I have free will, even though I know I don't, and then still try and gather as much information about as many inputs as I can and make the most well-informed decision I can. Um, and so even though I know I don't have free will, it's more pragmatic to approach it as if I do. And that's how I look at compatibilism. I see compatibilism a little bit differently. I, I, I think that free will... So, do you know what exposure and response prevention therapy is? It's what they do to people that have um, like really strong phobias and stuff. Yeah, well, OCD, it's the main treatment for OCD. So basically, you expose someone... I'm telling someone... you, people with like extreme phobias, unless phobias are OCD and I don't know it. OCD is an anxiety disorder. It is the most extreme anxiety disorder. Okay, but so... what I'm saying, do you get what I mean by a phobia? Yeah. Like, say someone is extremely scared of spiders and they can't go out of their house because they're afraid of spiders. And exposure is where they take a picture of a spider and throw it in his face to trigger the phobia and desensitize him to it, correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you got to prevent the response, too. So, um, that it comes down to conditioning. Um, you can condition responses into people uh, by training for for me uh one of my biggest fears when i was in high school is the dark so my therapist uh at the time locked me in a bathroom and turned the light off um and he didn't tell you to get naked did he no um i'm bad so my the way he prevented my responses he was standing outside the door talking me through um calming exercise um and the goal was to build the habit of calming myself when i get put into a situation where i get triggered by that specific thing hmm yeah, I've never had to do anything like that, but I could see how it would be effective. So explain. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say explain what that has to do with compatibility, but I think that. So what it has to do with compatibilism is you're taking control of the deterministic properties of decision making and exercising a little bit of control over it so that you can willingly condition yourself to change your outcomes to a desired response. That is really what I consider being free will. Um, 
it's just taking advantage of the what is determined and making it so that you have control over the inputs so to speak I think you might have misunderstood what I said because that's actually very close to what I was saying um, to try and clarify a little bit more what I meant okay like I said I'm this is accepting that determinism is 100% objectively the case and not even though it is it's still in my best interest to act as if I have free will gather as much information about all the external inputs I can and then use CBT to retrain this part of the system that's stored in my brain and then use all that information to to try and make the deterministic system put the create the best outcomes for me at any given time yeah well yeah i guess we have the same conception of compatibilism just different words yeah and i i in my head i frame that as acting as if i have free will and taking in consciously working to make the decisions and the choices and do the work that would express free will's um influence on the system even though i know i don't have free will treat it as if i do um in order to produce the best in order so the deterministic system can make the best determined outcomes that it already predetermined for me ultimately but it's still better to act as if i have free will even though i don't and exercise use what i the illusion of my choice i still put as much care into that as possible yeah see that's why i like compatibilism a lot there's a lot of good reasons to believe it um because you can't really deny determinism given all the science that we have saying that you do a b happens uh, I mean that was and re- then yeah like like the the deterministic system is what's stopping me from getting up and smashing my window out right now yeah so like I'm just never gonna do that um, and then if something if I were to do that it would something would have caused it like some crazy drug flip out or something like yeah. it's just never gonna happen while I'm in my right mind because I have no reason to do it or, or if there's a fire but that it's not going to happen without a cause from the system determining it to happen. Right. So that compatibilism allows for a little bit of freedom in that we have the ability to change our own personal reactions to the system uh, rather than every individual person being able to make individual decisions it's it's a bunch of people reacting to a bunch of different people the way i look at it it's more like compatibilism has to be the way we approach it because even though objectively it's a deterministic system subjectively it's a free will system and so we need to find a way to merge what we see with what exists yeah, that's a pretty good explanation. You're better at explaining things than I am. 
Yeah, really what it is is I, I'm in a whole bunch of philosophy folks uh, groups on Facebook and I have these arguments all day. Uh, so you're practiced at it. Really, strangely enough, not usually like that whole AI one that like that was not something I was really practiced at. But this debate, I literally just had earlier. Like the, that's how I knew about your scientific evidence from uh, from from the first half is because someone uh, uh, someone. Well, okay, I wasn't arguing this determinism versus free will. Some dude, uh, he confused free will with subjectivity and then tried telling me subjectivity didn't exist using that evidence that you brought up and that. That's how I knew about the evidence, but yeah, I'm familiar with the determinism versus free will debate. It's one of the more popular ones. Um, yeah. Um, what what goes hand in hand with? I will say I'm one of the only people I see bring up compatibilism. When I try and bring it up, determinists are all like, "Yeah, but free will doesn't exist. So how can you treat it as if it does?" And they, you just can't get them to to get it to click in their heads that you can accept that determinism is real while also still actively exercising your subjective illusion of choice. Yeah. Like what I do when I go to the store and I try to decide what drink I want to get, um, I go up to the fountain, I get my cup and then I one by one will try different drinks and, basically whichever one tastes best at the time i'm like okay i'm gonna get this so that's just me being like what's the what does my body want right now huh. yeah what i do little decisions like that uh because i'm so big into taoism and taoism is all about just like don't even think about it just go with the flow and whatever calls you go to that i just i walk in the store Normally it'll like I'll get Dr. Pepper or Pepsi or Coke or um, just whichever one ends up being closest and catching my eye first, really. Uh, occasionally I'll go in and I'll see something and I'll just be like, ooh, that looks good. And it'll just be some random thing that I never get, but it looks good. So I grab it and I just whatever catches me. But then when I'm talking about compatibilism, I'm referring to major decisions. Um, like when I was trying to to decide whether or not to leave Dow Dow, just so everyone knows, that's my cat. That she was a stray. I found um, when I was this, when I was moving away from that house. When I was deciding, am I going to leave her here and let her be a stray, or am I going to take her and take care of her? Um, like that was a big decision. Big decisions like that, you it's best to try and collect all the information about the deterministic system in. And any way that you can influence the determined output, exercise your ability to do so. But again, even what you choose to do and how you choose to exercise your subjective illusion of free will, that choice was ultimately decided, even though like, so when I'm, when I, we're saying be compatibilist and treat determinism with free will and blah, 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 the deterministic system determined that that conscious decision me and you yeah based on the information that you gathered so i'm gonna 
when I was deciding the path that I want to take going through school, I did a lot of research on different schools around the world and the schools around me and what the time was involved, the money cost, um, personal risk. And eventually I came to the decision to, when I found out that the school by me, Lorraine County Community College, um, had a university partnership program where I could go and pay community college prices and still get a bachelor's degree. Uh, the choice kind of made it itself. So I, the, that's kind of the point of this whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I acted as if I had free will and tried to get the, the, information to make the best decision possible but as soon as i got the 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 information about what existed the decision was already made Mm -hmm. and that's really what compatibilism is at its core well really compatibilism is still just determinism it's just that it accepts that our illusion of free will is a part of the deterministic system and because our free our illusion of free will is a part of the deterministic system and we feel as if we have control over that piece of it um exercising our piece of the deterministic system is required from us to make the deterministic system function so the deterministic system is going to make do that yeah, it make the best decision possible based on conditioning and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. And in order to make the best decision possible, you need to treat it as if you're choosing in the first place. Yep. Even though you're not. Yep. All right, man. I'm uh, I'm happy with this. I don't got anything else to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've said everything we could about this. So. Yeah, um... I don't really feel the need to do an outro for this episode. I was just thinking the same goddamn thing. The determin- I think the deterministic system determined that we're not doing an outro tonight, Pat. 